0: What's up, True Selfie fam? We are about to walk into season three of True Selfie. I literally cannot believe what God is doing through this platform. When I started this, I was reminded of the truth found in Zechariah 410. And it says, do not despise the small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To think just months ago I blindly opened the door to this platform and then to see now the number of people that are touched, the countries that are reached, it is truly a miracle and blessing from God. So to say that we are starting season 3 is mind blowing to me. So would you join with me in prayer as we reveal some heart conditions that are keeping God's people bound. This new season titled The Uncircumcised Heart will spotlight some areas in ourselves that we need to address some roots that need pulled so get your gardening gloves on it's springtime baby let's get to de weeding what is up true selfie fam we are so excited you're here jesse's gonna share what he's drinking
1: black coffee is that <clears throat> so so it's a little special recipe i put the coffee grounds in the coffee maker uh it gets hot puts water on it then He's I just taking it. a
0: big gulp right before I press yeah, the start button. So I, I was trying to catch him off. I do. Why are we married if we don't try to catch each other off their guard? I
1: I do salt my coffee sometimes. Um, my dad taught me that. Put a little bit of salt in the coffee grounds, and it uh, makes it a little bit easier on the stomach. <laughs>
0: There you go, guys. Take it for yourself if you need some.
1: That concludes today's <laughs> podcast. That's every. That's everything that people everything need to know for that today. God
0: right? wanted us to tell you yeah. is the salt. <laughs> You're just be salt and light. Salt, salt of the earth. Your and coffee. Coffee. It will help your belly aches
1: and black coffee. Mm.
0: Yum. No, so we are um, excited for a second episode on our new season. What's our new season?
1: I know we're in season three now I right know. so, so we said that uh, uh, said a bunch on last week's podcast i believe we're going to talk about pride pride today
0: yeah so what's a little takeaway from because you just listened to last week's um last night on your 13 mile run mm-hmm. and how you feeling about that you feel good about the it run the or run or the,
1: the podcast well it wasn't uh <laughs> uh, I didn't meet the time that I wanted to meet um, but my training has uh, Here's an lacked. excuse.
0: Are you ready? Those, it's not excuse. This is perfect for our you, topic today. <laughs> you
1: asked how I feel about it and so about 10 miles in I was feeling okay about it. It was projecting my time to be at about 2 hours and 15 minutes and I was going to be okay with that And uh, but then I lost it. My legs just flopped on me i couldn't hardly keep pace and finished it two hours and 24 minutes so but but at about 11 or 11 and a half miles so after like i was trying to get my pace back up i didn't care i didn't care i was like god just let me finish (laughs) i just want to get there don't care if it's three hours i just want to get to
0: the end of it and i did Yeah, that's, I mean, I can never do that. So kudos to you. Um, You could. I could. You just have no desire desire to to run 13 miles. I think that's someone's chasing me.
1: If we're going back to last week's podcast, I think you're saying that you're. Well, I'm trying to find the exact words, but your weaknesses don't disqualify you yeah, from that, brook. You might right. be weak at running, but that does not disqualify you from that.
0: God qualifies. That's right. He uh, can make so you a runner. He can, but I don't feel like that's in the cards for me. <laughs> I'm fixing
1: to start praying
0: <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, but what are your thoughts on the, on the pride topic?
1: It's tough. Um, I think... There are lots of issues in this world because of pride. It's because of pride, but the lack of humbleness, if humbleness is a word. It is. If people would be more humble, man, there's a lot of controversy in this world. And people just go at each other's throat. And being humble, I think, is probably seen as... A weakness now, mm-hmm. and not uh, a strength.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, even after recording that, there's just it's funny because there's a lot of things that I heard yesterday and took in yesterday that I was like, oh, that would have been perfect for um, what we talked. What I talked about with pride and that inflated ego mentality. Um, it's it's a lot. Pride isn't just like thinking that you're good at something. There are so many other forms of pride that probably go unnoticed because there's just a lot to the word pride. It can be pride in, um, you know, your business or the way that like success, it could be pride in the way that you feel you look, you could feel that you're the most beautiful thing. And you have all of this pride because of your image. Um, there's just so many different ways that you could pull pride in. Um, but we're going to talk about the opposite side of that today.
1: Well, uh, when you talk about like different things of pride, yes. I think that's a very wide subject. Um, So we have to remember that we don't do anything without the Lord's help. So here's here's a a really weird example. So when I'm working on a vehicle and I'm running into an issue, whether it's a stuck bolt or a seal that I can't get out or something— uh, I've, I've, will fight it for an hour and a half or two hours or something. I will pray over it. And then when it finally comes out, I have to remember that it wasn't me that got that out, that I always thank Jesus for getting the bolt out for me. Because if it breaks, like I'm done Yeah, and it's a big issue and it's just getting a bolt out. You know, we just have to remember that we don't, we don't do anything on ourselves.
0: Um, grab your phone and look up, um, the, just type in like Google, like, uh, Paul's thorn in his flesh because um I saw this I read I was reading a book about I don't even know what book cuz I had like 3 books in the bed last night and there he was talking about pride and how sometimes that we the lord allows us to go through things in our lives to keep us humble mm-hmm. and paul in the story where he talks about literally having this ailment or this illness or this thorn or whatever you guys want to uh, call it um it says that the lord i asked for him to remove it three times and he didn't remove it and he allowed me to withstand it and go through it to keep me humble did mm-hmm. you find the verse of that because you're like looking at well like you're ready. you just
1: said google like that <laughs> you didn't say get like the actual but it literally he
0: literally says um you know i asked the lord to, to remove it He didn't remove it and he's making me go through it to keep me from being prideful, to keep pride coming in my heart and to keep me.
1: It's second Corinthians 12 as
0: a humble person. Do you see where it says that though?
1: Yeah. You want, uh, let's go to, because
0: sometimes I feel like we can tell a story, but it's literally word for word, you know? What we've been talking about. And I think the Bible is way more incredible than me just like ranting a story off to you.
1: Do you want, well, I mean, it's like a whole chapter. So I'm just trying to figure out exactly what you want here. Uh, We can start at 14 and says here for this third time, I'm in the NASB, NASB, um, here for the, this third time, I am ready to come to you and I will not burden you for, I do not seek what is yours, but you for children are not responsible to save up for their parents, but parents for their children Wait, is this a budgeting one? What am I... Um, yes, if I, I just... You know, a verse would help Broke instead of this entire chapter.
0: You'll find it. I have all the faith in the world in you. You want
1: me to just start at the beginning? We just do the boasting is...
0: Do you want me to look at it?
1: No, I I'm reading it. it. I'm just... I don't know what... Paul's vision. And then I now, just here's don't have where the thorn in the flesh. Uh, okay. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that I might, that it might leave me. And he said to me, this is the Lord talking to Paul. <laughs> um, should I use different voices for them? No. My grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me.
0: Yes, basically, that's what we needed to see. I think maybe it just was a different version, Um, but boasting in our weakness, boasting in our humility, boasting in um, I'm going through this, God, I'm dealing with this because you're trying to make sure that I don't get too proud um, you're trying to make sure that a lot of times it's for protection, things that we're going through, things that we encounter in our life, seasons that we walk in, we're like, God, why, why, why? A lot of times it's protecting you. Like if you, if you didn't go through this season, you would have this in your heart. You would have this proudness, this pride, this, this arrogance about you because you're doing it on your own. And in order for me to make sure that you realize that, that you need me you need to humble yourself and you're going to have this thorn in your flesh. You're going to have this set of, you know, these people in your life that literally, you know, antagonize you or, or beat you down in order for you to realize that you need me.
1: Yeah. You're not, maybe you're not ready to handle something. You know, you have a a weakness there for a reason. Um, and to, to protect you from being prideful. So uh, I think back to my run um, I obviously have a running weakness where I'm not very <laughs> good.
0: Was like I can't let you do that because you're going to be coming around like yeah. I did that in like 13.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't even imagine how big my head would have gotten. Like it would have just been great if I would have gotten close to my time. But uh, yeah, pride will easily take you over, and maybe it's only a little bit of pride at a time, like you talked about the tree and the roots last week. So little bit of pride in this and a little bit of pride in that eventually would stack up to quite a bit of it. So that's why we have to keep God or keep thanking him in everything.
0: Right. And so when we think about pride though, I don't, I, I guess I never realized that pride could also be negatively thinking of yourself. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I guess I always imagine pride as someone who is just arrogant, you know, and I never understood the the opposite side of the spectrum where a lot of people sit and stay and live.
1: I I think it's, I think it's a big deal in today's culture. People are proud of their weaknesses. They don't, they don't try to get with God and overcome them. I think they like to be proud of them use them as excuses to get what they want in life instead of trying to address it and ask for God's help.
0: Right. And so we're talking about that victim mentality that we talked about just briefly last week. Um, I think it's important to realize the difference between a victim and being in the victim mentality. So a victim is basically just someone who's experienced loss or maybe Mm -hmm. had an injury, um, going through a hard season, a death in the family, you know, things that happen to someone, um, that are basically out of your control. Mm -hmm. When you start to walk into victim mentality, that's when you're allowing those things to, um, affect you inwardly. And you're living in that space inwardly. It's, it's something that you're taking hold of. It's not just, Oh, this happened to me, but you're now saying this happened to me. And because this happened to me, I'm going to take those hurt feelings and all of that bitterness and all of and and inwardly place those feelings and start living a way of life that way.
1: Yeah. You become a victim. You, you're a victim of everything. A victim mentality I think is where anything that happens in your life, like let's say you get stopped at a red light. You're like, Oh, that red light happened just because I'm here. You know, I'm a victim of this or anything that bad that happens or not even bad, just anything that happens. You're like, well, that's just because my life sucks and I'm meant to be a victim. Like,
0: right. And honestly,
1: when when I listened to the podcast from last week and, um, and I was like, oh, we're going to talk about like a victim and victim mentality and you all that. You weren't excited, were you? No, because... <laughs> because... I don't believe in that. I believe that you with God are in charge of your own destiny and people that mope around and, well, I can't do this and I'm too busy and I got too much stuff. And I'm sorry, Jesse but just, I don't put up with that crap. He, he has a hard it.
0: time for com- He has a hard, compassionate heart in this area. He's very compassionate about other, other things and other people in other you know areas, but he has a really hard time with dealing with people like, who, who are in victim mentality. They are. Yep. <laughs> I, I
1: can't take it. Like, I don't got money to do this. I'm like, get a job. Get yes. up early. Yes. Go do something. Or just throw your phone in the trash. Like, I can't. You can do so. Sorry, this I'm going to rant. This like, is why I'm I fired prayed. up now. <laughs> this yeah. is
0: why I prayed at the end of the service, at the the end of the podcast last night. It was, Lord, protect our, guard our mouths. Yo,
1: anything's possible with God. You can get your yes. car fixed. And I think that's
0: what it is, is realizing that it's not you and of yourself when you are trying to come out of a victim mentality, you have to realize that who you're linked up with, who is on your side, who is fighting for you, yeah, who is, you know, working all things for your good, who, and that's the that's the missing key, is when people are stuck in victim mentality, they don't know who they are, whose they are, who's working with them, and the amount of, um like the amount of power, the amount, there's no Mm -hmm. limits to what God can do. There's, there's no boundaries. He didn't create the world and then say, Oh, I can't pass these areas because you know, I'm not allowed. No, he can do literally anything. And when we operate in a mindset of my God can do anything for me, he can work every bad situation for my good. Um, any, anything that I walk through, he's teaching me, he's growing me. And it's a mindset issue. It's a perspective issue. It's realizing who's on your side.
1: Yeah. Running last night, like, I don't know how many times I prayed to God throughout the whole run, but the last three miles, it was nearly like talking to him constantly, just asking for him to like not to leave me. Um, at work a few weeks ago, I had customers coming in for a day and a half and I was like, Lord, I'm so busy at work. Like I can't spare a day and a half. You know, I prayed over that visit. They were gone that first day in the afternoon. I got like a whole half a day back one day and the full day back the next day. Um, I had stuff going on at the beginning of this week. I had a big presentation that I needed to give, and I had some stuff I had to get done the day before that. And I prayed over that, and God got that stuff done ahead of time, and it went smooth. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you can overcome stuff with God, but people sit around. And I'm te- my point of view. I was. Um, we were watching a, uh, we were in a Dave's Ram- Dave Ramsey class the other day and the guy got up and spoke and he's like, I don't watch the news anymore. I think the news will turn you into a victim because there's just so much, you got to be informed. I get it. Okay. You got to be informed. But there, I can't stand to watch it because everybody's a victim of something.
0: Yep. And so um, it's just, I think Jesse's heart is, it's just not a biblical um, it's just not found biblically in scripture.
1: It, you're not a Vic. It's not biblically to be a victim because we've won.
0: Exactly. You're,
1: you're victorious already. Like you've already sneaking one. Don't replay the game in your head. Like you won, you know, right. you give your life to Jesus. You're on the winning team.
0: You're not a loser. Right. I love that. We are more than conquerors. Right. Um, and the thing is, is that it just, when you're, sitting in that mindset and you're woe is me everything happens to me why does this happen um i just have no i have the worst luck ever it's negatively impacting you and it's distorting the way that you view things and It has to be a mind shift. I think about the scripture that says we have to renew our minds daily. We have to get our minds daily in God's word because of the fallen nature that is around us. It's going to creep in. It's going to distort our view. It's going to distort our perspective, the way that we view things. We have to get, make sure that our minds are where they should be because in all actuality, Christians should not, um, they should not be. Be having that type of mindset um, when we go through suffering. Everybody goes through suffering.
1: Everybody. Literally
0: everybody. No man or woman in this world has not gone through something. No man or woman has not gone through death. They have not gone through illnesses, diseases, a loss of a job. Um, that's something that everyone has gone through at some point in their lives. And the difference between someone staying and in, in having that loss move inward is that victim mentality and Christians should not be operating in that. We should not be operating. That is not the response of how we deal with suffering. It is not a response of how we deal with suffering because at the end of the day, um, and I love it in second Peter, it says, I think it's, um, two verse 20, maybe it says, for what credit is it? If when you sin and are beaten for it, you en- you endure. But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. What do you think about that? I'm going to read it again because I don't even know if it really registered to me. Um, For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? So it's saying you're sinning and you're beaten for it, you endure.
1: You kind of get what you deserve.
0: But what if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. Um. Basically, we're all gonna what have
1: is Second Peter twenty.
0: Yeah, two twenty.
1: Two
0: twenty. But up in a little bit, um, I think it's in verse.
1: I'm bad. Why are you laughing? I, oh well. Oh typing on a tiny phone and whatnot and all that stuff it like i would i misspelled stuff so bad i didn't even get close to it
0: <laughs> i don't even think you know how to spell whoa
1: <laughs> whoa i don't i don't like i i laugh about it when i misspell words in front of people
0: but this is second good.
1: peter two twenty.
0: yeah this is good to cross reference in case it's not You're like, your eyes are like, mm well, This Second
1: Peter two twenty.
0: Oh, sorry. It's First Peter. My okay.
1: bad. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, whoa. I was like, this translation way <laughs> like, different than... Not, we're on a whole your, other topic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go... I've been trying the, the NASAB. You just like that to one. Try. I'm just... I hear things about it, there yeah, I'm just I like to read lots of different versions. Okay, for what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience. But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. So if you're getting what you deserve, then I think, I think most people are okay with that. Like if they do something wrong, like they touch something hot, they get burnt. They're like, yeah, I get that. But when you do something that is good and something bad still happens that you don't, you don't become a victim. You, you sit and you say, God, I did what you asked and I'm suffering for it. And you're not mad over that. You're not like, hey, God, why did you put me through that? You're like, it doesn't matter because you did what God asked. So it's going to be one of those things where you don't feel like you deserve it, but something bad still kind of happens from that.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's taking responsibility. That's the thing with people who are stuck in that victim mentality is they want a free pass. They want an excuse. Um, they don't want to take responsibility for what someone has done to them. They don't want to take responsibility for, um, anything. And so they're kind of doing that, like, be, like blame game, you know, like, well, they yeah. did that to me and that's why I'm here. You know, I, I live in poverty because I grew up in poverty and that's just, that's just how it got, it got passed down to me. It's just, it's in my blood. Absolutely not. Absolutely You're blaming not.
1: something that's going on in your life now that happened 20 years ago. Exactly. Like, I, I get it. I get it. It was bad. It was you still bad. remember it still hurts. I get that. I'm not disregarding an actual victim.
0: Right. But it's taking something, the loss of something and moving it inside of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to, we have to realize is that we have to forgive when those things happen to you. Unjust, horrible, horrible, a complete accident. It could have been an accident, but it still happened to you. Whatever it was, we have to forgive in that situation. I think about, you know, Jesus as he's walking through the last days of his life. We watched the Passion of the Christ with our kids um, a couple of weeks ago, and we got to see it like visually. You know, we read it and, you know, we think about how it could be, but we got to see it visually. And We got to see the people yelling at them, yelling at him. We got to see the people beating him. We got to see he literally went through so much suffering, so many bad things, so many losses, so many injuries. He got beaten. Um, People were mocking him and yelling at him and, and accusing him. He had accusations thrown at him. And his response was humility. He humbly stood there, didn't give an excuse, didn't say, oh, my father's making me do this. Didn't, didn't say anything. He knew who he had, who he was. He knew who he was linked up with mm-hmm. and he knew that it was needed. It was needed and that God was going to turn it for good. And boy, did he turn it for good, you know?
1: Yeah. So you, you were in first Peter two 20 But um, I I think that that verse really gets wrapped up and it helps you understand it. In In 23. In 22.
0: Yeah, it was actually supposed to be 20 to 23, my bad.
1: Oh, well, 20, you know, we talked about where it ends, but if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it. This finds favor with God. Um, And then if we look at 22, I'm going to skip 21 uh, and go to 22. He who committed no sin nor was any nor was any deceit found in his mouth. So what, I guess I shouldn't have skipped 21, but that's what happened to Jesus. He yeah, why did don't you the, just
0: read 20 to 23? Because it, the 21 is really good. It just talks about what we just talked about. Okay,
1: all right. I'm going to start all over here. We're going to 20 to 20. Oh, man. Mine didn't have 23 pulled up, but now it does because I clicked a button. Okay, For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. 21. For you have been called for this purpose because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you would follow in his steps. 22. He who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth, 23, and while being abusively insulted, he did not insult in return. While suffering, he did not threaten, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously.
0: That's exactly what we were just talking about.
1: That's it. You don't. That he, Jesus did not have a victim mentality. He's our ultimate example of what we should be like, and we should not have a victim mentality. Jesus was a victim. Right. We're not saying that there aren't victims out there, and bad things don't happen to people. He still, he still bled. He was still wounded. Uh, probably some tears of pain and, uh, you know, screaming in anguish and whatnot. So he did all of that just like we do, but he. Did not carry a victim mentality. He was a victim, but did not carry that.
0: And the key is, is that he was a humble, he was humbly open to whatever God had for him in that moment, whatever the outcome was going to be. I think about, I, we've talked about the story of John five, um, and one of the, points in the message from my women's conference last weekend, the whole theme was just rise up. It was just rise up. We just heard it everywhere. Rise up, rise up, rise up. Um, and one of the, one of the points was about this topic. And the point was you have to rise up, get up and walk. And it was about John five with the man who was on the mat, right? He had been, he had an ailment for 38 years or whatever. And Jesus comes to him at the pool of Bethesda And he sees them and he goes to him and he says, do you want to be made well? And the man who is, if, if Jesus came, you know, we would like to think if Jesus came to us and said, do you want, what is something that you want in your life? Do you want to be like something that Uh, you're longing for something? You know, do you want to have this? Do you want,
1: I don't know. X, Y, and Z. Right. But made well. I think, I I mean, people keep going, but I think people, a lot of people would answer that question. No nowadays.
0: Okay. Do you want to be made well? And it's something that he has literally wanted for 38 years to be able to walk. He's not been able to walk. He's literally living life on the ground. And Jesus, the man who's doing miracles, signs and wonders, comes up to him and says, do you want to be made well? You would think that he would be like, yeah, you know? But his response is this. Every time that I try to go to the pool of Bethesda, Jesus, I just, everybody gets there before I do. I just don't have anybody around me to pick me up and and take me there. And that is victim mentality. Jesus is coming to him and he's saying, listen, the question is, do you want to be better? And that's the question that victim mentality people have to say yes to. Do you want to be better? Do you want a life of success? Do you want to see your family restored? Do you want to have a better income? Do you want to get out of living on welfare? Do you want, like, what, do you want to be made well? And if your response to him is, you don't understand, Lord, my mom and my dad, that's how I was raised, then you don't. Mm -hmm. And that's the question. What were you going to say?
1: Well, no, I... (laughs) So I had forgotten how he answered the question, but I think that's how a lot of people nowadays answer that question is like, you know, the, there's something holding them back and they latch onto it and they like it, whether, um, I don't know. Yeah. Whether it's eating or whether it's like a depressing job or a depressing friend or one of that stuff, you, anything, you know, but Jesus, like you go to him and and do you really want to be made well? Do you really want that bad thing out of your life or do you identify with that bad thing? You know, you're like, well, I'm just, I'm just a smoker. You know, that's all there is to it. I'm I'm,
0: never going to stop smoking. I'm never going to stop smoking. I've smoked since I was 13. Yeah, I can't can't
1: stop or whatever, but do you actually want, want to stop? Do
0: you want to stop? Yeah. Is is it in your heart that you really want to stop? Because at that point, it's not you doing it on your own. It's you saying, "God, I want this change. Mm-hmm. I want to be better. Come in and help me."
1: Yeah. Do you want to stop shopping on Amazon? No. Do you want to stop? I- <laughs> okay, come on. Uh, I mean, there are anything out there. Like, do you really, really want it? Like to back to the running example. Cause that's how we opened the show. Like I hate running. Okay. I hated it. But after 2020, like I was like, I got to do something physical. I sit behind a desk all day long. I was like, I really need to do something. And then I, I started running and I was, it is a painful process, but uh, imagine two hours of silence, um, from the world, where all you do is run. I listen to two of a podcast. I listen to your new one, and then I listen to an old one, um, the realigning, the focus one, and then I listened, and that took up about the first hour, and then I had about an hour and a half of, of worship music. I mean, the peace that I get from that. God puts something in my life that's hard on me, um, but I rely on Him to get me through that. When I get running, I take a few steps, I get the music playing, and then I pray. And I'm like, God, I can't do this without you. You know, I suck at running. You designed me. Um, I need you. My flesh is weak. Get me through it. God, may you get the glory from this run. Like, that's how I start my runs because I can't do it without him.
0: And I think it's because when you said, you know, people identify with, how did you say they identify with where they're at or like.
1: They like identify with their weakness. Like they want people to know that they have an issue And they want, they want sympathy. They want love from those people. They want somebody, look, I'm weak. I need your help. I have all these excuses. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) sorry. (laughs)
0: Um, But that's a very important point is because if you think about the story of the man on the mat, he identified with being on the mat. And you have to think when he's giving excuse after excuse, eventually, you know, Jesus is like, Get up. Like get up and walk, you yep. know? Mm-hmm. And he hears the excuse, but it doesn't change the fact that he can be made well. Mm-hmm. Get up and walk. You have to rise up out of this mentality. You have to get up and you have to better yourself. Think about, I think a lot of times people don't don't rise up out of the victim mentality because it's easier to just stay where you are and because of the way Um, the way that you might look, the people that you might upset, because when you make that choice to change yourself Mm -hmm. and to be better, um, I can think when Jesse made the choice for himself to be better, Mm -hmm. that a lot of people around him, very close to him didn't like the changes because they, it was like he was, they were there was a part of him that was getting taken away from them separation because he decided that that lifestyle wasn't for him anymore. And when you rise up out of things, when you rise up out of that victim mentality, people are around you. Um, you, they're going to want you to stay down and they're going to want you to stay weak, you know? And sometimes when you make those choices, it might be scary with what people are going to say about you because you got to think about that guy when he gets up and is not, literally never walked in his life like he going to look pretty funny like try to walk
1: so like when you talk about suffering for doing the right thing like I don't drink so at work events there's always there's normally drinking involved on after hour work events not during hour work events you know there's a, a beverage or something floating around and I don't drink at them and people do look at me weird because of that because pretty much everybody else does Um, I'm not saying I suffer because of that or anything, but people look at it and they look at me different. Now, think of this guy on the mat. His weakness, his inability to walk was where I bet he got his income. Like, he identified his weakness. He used it, and I bet people donated money to him. He had a little tin cup or bronze, you know. But he made money off of his weakness, so he was probably... When Jesus is asking him that question, he could have been thinking like, well, wait, but where how am I going well, to get money? Like, yeah. I'm a bartender, you know, like I, I can't get alcohol out of my life because that's how that's my livelihood. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's bad to be a bartender. I'm just like trying to associate some things here, but you might be making money off of your weakness. And that's one of the scary things a- about it. And like,
0: that's why Jesus is saying, do you want to? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because if you don't want to. we're just (laughs) just wasting time here. I'll go to somebody else. Yeah. You know, don't let him pass you by my friend, whatever it is, whatever victim mentality, what, um, whatever pride issue, you know, whatever weakness, whatever, um, season or, or situation that you're stuck in. Um, don't let it define you because, Mm -hmm. Think about who's on your side.
1: Yeah, God defines you, and He did not define you as a victim. You yeah. are victorious. Yep, and that's that's it. fired up, about to go run again. Oh, my legs hurt.
0: You're going. more than a conqueror. That's it. Yep. So, Amen. Listen. Oh, our hearts in this topic was for you to be better, to live your life victorious, to walk with Christ. I pray that there was not anything said, anything said in a tone, anything that you have received today that was offensive in any way. I rebuke it in Jesus name because I honestly believe that there are so many people who deal with victim mentality and it is not God's desire. It is not his plan for your life. He does not want you to be a victim. He died on a cross so you could be victorious and if you find yourself in this mentality, if you have related to anything that we have said, if it is something that on the inside of you, you have these feelings, I pray that in Jesus name, you can rise up out of that mentality, that you can realize that he wants you to be made well. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to live a life of victory, um, because you can live a life of victory. And I just pray that, you know, God, um, work on our hearts, work on our minds. Um, God, I pray that when we encounter loss when we encounter experiences when we encounter things that are unjust and things that happen to us because of the world that we live in that we can you know grieve that and have sorrow for that and and walk through those emotions but God that we can forgive that we can repent God that we can move forward that we can ask for your guidance and your help Holy Spirit help us I pray in Jesus name Anything you want to add in before we close it out?
1: Get up and walk.
0: Get up. Rise up. Rise up. Get off your mat. You can rise up out of this mentality. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. I hope you have a phenomenal week. And we will see you on our next episode of The Uncircumcised Heart in Season 3. true selfie fam it is Brooke and I just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today I wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast what you just did right now is supporting it just by listening and I just want to say I appreciate your listen but there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from or you can financially support whether it be through clicking the more feature tab you'll see a link that says support this podcast and that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions. That's right, as little as 99 cents. And you can also support through my website, it's brookunther.com, by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through PayPal, or you can use your debit or credit card. However you support, I just want you to know that I appreciate you.